Blog Talk Radio.
co-host, my guest co-host, who joins me once a month at the end of the month, Christy King. Christy, how are you? I am fine. How are you doing, Adrian Ross? I am doing fine, and I am ready for another uh, episode, if you could call it such, uh, another broadcast of The Right Voice. And uh, as I just stated, once a month we do what we call political potpourri, a little a little table talk, really, where we, as I say, sit around the metaphorical table and we throw out various topics and we discuss them. So I'm going to jump right in and uh, thank you for joining us on The Right Voice. The call-in number is 646-200-3715. Again, that's 646-200-3715. And before we jump in too deeply, uh, let me remind you that The Right Voice is on social media. We are on uh, Facebook. It is The Right Voice Radio on Facebook. And on Twitter, it is at The Right Voice One. So I'd like you to go over. I'd like you to hit us up over there because um, we are going to just be continuing to plot along and do some good things, and we want to get the word out. So tonight, uh, Christy, we've got a panel with us, and, and, and we're going to pull them in here in a moment. But it's going to be good tonight, and um, and I'm so glad that that you you joined joined me tonight again. Um, this potpourri it's is my again, pleasure. Yes, it's once a month, and and Christy, you're always with me once once a month. Have you been enjoying it so far? These once a month co guests, co guests. I've I've been having a blast with it. I really have. I never uh, thought I would be one to. Uh, be a radio talk show type of a person, but I'm loving it. <laughs> Good, and I'm I'm loving having you having you on, and I'm also excited that we, Chrissy, we have two guests with us uh, today. And um, as you know, February is Black History Month, and uh, in addition to politics here, I've been talking about Black History Month. I've been sharing my perspective perspectives about it, and and last week I, I even I even performed, you might say, two of my my favorite favorite poem uh, by, uh, yeah, one by Langston Hughes called Mother to Son and the other poem by Maya Angelou uh, called Still I Rise. And I just had a blast talking about um, what I think about about Black History Month. And I had had a guest a couple weeks ago who um, was not really positive about Black History Month. And so we, we talked to him and we'll talk to, to our guest tonight. And Christy, before we introduce our, our guest, if you don't mind, just what is your perspective? You're you're going to be the only you're going to be the the, the Caucasian. <laughs> the Caucasian girl, yeah, I prefer yeah. white. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, okay, you prefer white, you know. So you'll be the white girl. You'll be the the. I'll be a white woman. girl. <laughs> yeah, and so before I hear from from uh, our two guests, whom I will introduce shortly, what what are your thoughts about Black History Month? Well, I mean, I personally don't see anything negative about it. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like kind of like how we were talking the other night uh, when we were kind of chatting about this. Um, it, it, I mean, it needs to be taught throughout the year. I mean, as far as as far as the history goes, it needs to be taught throughout the year. But there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with celebrating, taking a month out and celebrating that you know celebrating black history. I, I don't see any problem with that. Um, mm-hmm. Looking back on the things that I learned when I was in school, I uh, went to a great school, but I, I don't really recall a lot of black history. 
um, it, it, which, you know, I, I, I pray that it's a little different nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so, I mean, I like, I like the thought of having a Black History Month because since, honestly, since I've known you and found out more about Black History Month and finding out more about, like, the, the, uh, black poets and, and, um, uh, like, um, Frederick Douglass on the political side of the of, of Black history, and then um, old the lady, help me, the hair product lady, first millionaire, Madam C J Walker. Yes, I mean mm-hmm. I had I've I've learned a lot about, okay. about different right. Black people in history. So yeah, long story longer. I I think it's uh, I don't see a problem with it as far as okay. celebrating Black history. Okay, so do you you see it as a positive thing? I don't, yeah, I, I, I see it as a positive thing. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's bring into um, this conversation our guest. Let me introduce. I have Mary Baker, and she is no stranger to the show. She's been on here before. And, and Mary is a Christian educator. She's a stay-at-home mother. She resides in Houston, Texas with her husband, Greg, and her daughter, Crystal. They have seven children. Six are grown. And Mary's passion is to steer young people in being diligent students of God's word. Um, and so, so that's Mary. Mary, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing today? I'm fine. I'm fine. Yes. And um, you might just just to let our those who are listening, if you hear a meow here and there, it's because my cat is not asleep, and so he has decided to join us um, to talk a little Black history and stuff with us. So don't be alarmed. I'm not meowing. I don't have a fur ball, but super <laughs> mine. <laughs> so, all right. So. Our, our next guest is Cecilia. Cecilia Johnson describes herself as the original political socialite. And she 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 wandered into Republican politics at the ripe age of 20. And uh, she has spent, I'm sorry, I'm hearing a little feedback going on there. But uh, she has spent the, the past eight years growing into her political philosophy speaking out about how to reach across the aisle to black voters. And uh, she even started her own her own organization where she went into the inner city talking at conserv- uh, about conservative issues. It's called Hood Conservative. And today she's the volunteer and event coordinator for Bev Randall's for Lieutenant Governor here in Missouri. Hi, Cecilia. Hi, everybody. <laughs> how are Good you? Good evening. I'm fine. I haven't done radio in a while, and this is, or haven't done anything like this in a while, and I, I really, you know, I'm a little nervous, but I'm good. Girl, <laughs> I, have met, I have met you. You don't stay nervous long. <laughs> I know. It takes about two minutes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm shy exactly. and bashful for two minutes, and then it's That's over. That's right. Well, I'm glad to have you on the on the right voice. And it's interesting, um, Cecilia, about your active involvement in engaging the black community. Is last Tuesday I was not on live. I had pre-recorded because I went to hear K. Carl Smith of the Frederick Douglass Republicans, and mm-hmm. he was talking yes, about, about that event. Yes, and it was it was very very good and uh, very enlightening. So I want I want to start with Mary because Mary was supposed to be on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we had a few audio issues. And I was touching base with Mary about Black History Month in particular, and so I want to keep that part brief because there's. There's so many things that I want to talk to you two about, and also not just you two, but also to the the white girl. She she says she wanted to be the white girl, not the Caucasian. <laughs> so that's, seriously though, some things I want I want to talk to you about as well. But we really want to hear from you too, 
Mary, Mary, Mary. Mm-hmm. Now yes. you you are not a rah rah Black History Month kind of person. Briefly tell us not. Well, because uh, first of all, I, I think that we have enough. Like with the with today's advancement of the internet and everything, we have enough information out there for people to really understand all the contributions that blacks have made to our society. For me, um, I'm more of not just, you know, I'm not a person that keeps looking at the past. Yes, these people have done great things, but when I look at the future of, of like, present day of what these, what black people, how they just kind of, like, rub that in the dirt, all of the accomplishments that, you know, black people have made in the past and, and just how um, just how blacks kind of have um, th- them, their own selves has veered away from really making positive impacts on history. I don't think that, you know, just continuously to celebrate the past benefits us. And, and like uh, Christy said, you know, that should be an everyday thing. Like Crystal, Crystal and I were in our American history, and she was learning about, you know, uh, how the condition of black slaves after the Civil War and then the Reconstruction. And, you know, that caused her to kind of, like, think about things like that. So she understands about, you know, the plight that we have have had as black people. But, you know, she's going to learn that throughout the years. And I'm going to keep telling her that I just don't think that we are, you know, we're special that we should have one month dedicated to just black history when all people's history. And for me, like I told you before, my heritage as a, as a Christian is more important to me than my heritage as a black person. And now, you know, I've been drafted into Christ. So that's really, I, I don't see any kind of like benefit for singling, singling us out. Okay. All right. Very, very. You're very clear on that, Cecilia. Okay. What do you What do you yeah. stand on that? How would you counter that or agree with that or what? You know, I I believe that I am. Well, I know <laughs> that I am more mm-hmm. at this point more indifferent about mm-hmm. it because I strongly do as as I get older and as I read more and become you know just more knowledgeable about um, history and things like that. It. It really is that um, that black history is should be like I I see it ingrained when I see it to me mm-hmm. it is ingrained in American history it is one to me and mm-hmm. but my problem with it with the with the uh, lack of it being taught is that it's just it, to me it's just also been a lack of just American history in general being taught. So mm-hmm. they tell you about oh slavery oh slavery oh it end, mm-hmm. it it came it ended because of the Civil War and blah 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 and that's how it all just started but they don't but nobody ever mentioned that mm-hmm. years before they were actually having these debates on the Senate floor and stuff like mm-hmm. nobody ever mentions that but that is American history mm-hmm. but that is also Black history and I feel cheated because I never was taught American history. And if I'm mm-hmm. properly taught American history, then I'm also properly taught black history mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So that that I mean, to me, that's why I'm indifferent because I see it more as um, being cheated out of being taught history. Period. Period. Right. Okay. Now, originally it was Negro History Week, and uh, you know the mm-hmm. mindset. You know, Carter G. Woodson started it, and the mindset was not that we would really even need to continue to have it, but that it would become 
so much a part of our educational system, for example, that that it was taught all the time. Now, having taught for 18 years, almost 18 years, I can tell you that, that that's not the case. And so if you go back to my last, to the last couple broadcasts, and I won't rehash it all here, but I did really talk about the fact that I have I did struggle the last couple years of my teaching with the whole concept. But I cited on on this, and that is that you know when I was hired, I remember students saying to me, "Wow, you, I was the only black teacher at the time in a very diverse school, but in district." But it was mm-hmm. like, "Are we going to get to do Black History now? Are we going to learn something? Why? Because they weren't learning it, or when they were, it was the victimhood." It was about slavery only. It wasn't just about, you know, it wasn't about the accomplishments, the music, the art, the, the you know, there's so much. They're so, mm-hmm. so rich. And uh, and these kids were, were really desiring that. And I, and I just think that, that the past and the present are intertwined and that people need to feel, yeah, you know, it was like, it's like when they hired me, it was like, man, you're a black teacher. If she can do it, I can do it. Because some of them come from some difficult circumstances. And so that's just the short version. But to Mary's comment, I I just want to say this. I don't believe either, as Morgan Freeman said, that black history should only be celebrated in February. I mean, if that's the case, that's a problem. But I I liken it to, like, um, the, the, the parent who has children. I celebrate my child's life every day. I don't wait for the one birthday. But I can exactly. walk and chew. I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I can celebrate that per, that that child all year and still make that particular observance valuable as well. So I mean, that's where I hear I hear exactly what you're saying. And then I have Christy who's saying like she didn't really get to learn a lot of this stuff as a um, growing well, up. Right. I mean, like just like what Cecilia said. You know, she's like talking about like like that's pretty much all I remember whenever I was going to school uh, when I was a kid and in high school, or whatever. And is the the like you said the victimhood of it, the slavery, and you know, okay, it was ended by the Civil War. President Lincoln mm-hmm. had a lot to do with it, but I never knew anything about Frederick Douglass and his involvement involvement with President Lincoln and, and at that point in time and, and I never knew anything about that. I never knew anything about the black poets. I never knew anything about the 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 uh, C J what was her name again? <laughs> Madam C J Walker. Thank yeah. you. I was I was right. I was right. I was here to see C J Walker and I was like, is that right? You know, <laughs> I didn't know about these people, you know, and it's mm-hmm. and it's but you know, we're talking almost twenty five years ago too that I've been in, in high school. So mm-hmm. um you know, I, yeah. I and that's what I was saying. I hope that things have changed to where it's not just the like you said the 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 the, the slavery. I mean, the slavery part is extremely important. I mean, we we right. need to teach that, but we need to teach teach like to show show the black kids. Hey, you know what? That person, that's Frederick Douglass. Look what he did. I can mm-hmm. do that. Right. You know. And, and, and to show and to show something more positive, you know. Right. I I I hear you. I hear you absolutely. And I'm not like I said. I'm not disagreeing necessarily with Mary, I mean Mary and Cecilia and everybody makes no. points on this. No, not at yeah, all. But but um, you know, I I in the past in my class, I remember ladies. I remember doing an, uh, a project that I got parents involved with, where they had to go a, a weekend without some of the inventions that Black people had made. And I just remember at times sharing, you know, a black person invented this, a black person performed the first open heart surgery, whatever. And everybody, black, white, whatever, their mouths dropped, their jaws dropped, which told me that they just assumed 
that it was somebody other than a black person. Why else would they have been surprised? They would have just been like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. But they were absolutely surprised. And that's the problem. That's the part that I have, too, the silence. Silence itself can be a lie, even though you don't say anything. By not saying anything, you leave the assumption that nothing of value is worth talking about. So I don't know. But anyway, if we incorporated in American history, we won't have that problem, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I want to move on, ladies, really into um, into some depth here. A friend of mine has said to me that she was watching she was watching Fox and Fox News, and mm-hmm. she she inboxed me on Facebook, and she said, you know, why do we have these these stereotypes? Why on Fox News are they labeling Black Democrats as followers? Why are they insulting Black Democrats in this way? Why can't we just deal with issues? She was saying. And, and my response to her was was that, you know, what black conservatives deal with, black Republicans, we call sellouts, call Uncle Tom, and, and stuff like that, things that I have had to deal with. And you know what? These are the things that sometimes people don't want to talk about. So I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you guys. I'm going to ask, and Mary, you can start. Have you, have you ever been on the receiving end of being insulted because you're not a Democrat, though you are black? So have I? Have, have I been? Ever, have you? Yeah. Have you ever been stereotyped? Have you been the the? Um, yeah. Sell out. Yes. What what kind of yes. experiences have you have you noticed? Are or just some common things like like um, <laughs> when uh, Sarah Palin and uh, John McCain were, uh, ran for mm-hmm. um, for president, right? I have my my uh, Palin Cain shirt, and I'm here in Houston, right? Mm-hmm. And I happen to think that, okay, you know what, I, I can wear my shirt anyway, anywhere I want. So uh, Houston is very diverse. There's lots mm-hmm. of black people, there's lots of Mexican people, there's lots of white people, there's lots of all kind of people. So I wore my sh- my shirt in um, Walmart. And the the just the expression on the faces of black people, how they would look at me, like I've done, I, I've done something severely wrong. Like, why can't I have a shirt with Sarah Palin, and John McCain on it? Just because I'm black, there's, am I doing something wrong? Or even my own family. My family and I don't have uh, a relationship because of my um, disagreement with the policies of Obama and the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. It's like. I'm supposed to be a Democrat because I'm black. No, I'm, you know, Christ saved me from that. I can be whatever I see deals, supports my biblical beliefs. I don't have to. I can think for myself. I can weigh the differences and see what who uh, supports the things that I see as best for me and for promoting the things I believe in. So, yes, I mean, just just. Like when I'm around a group of black people, they think that they can talk about, you know, how good Obama is, and everybody in the situation is good with that. Everybody in the group is good with that. And I'm like, well, I'm not an an Obama supporter. And I'm telling you, they look at me like I have a disease or something. (laughs) Yeah. Now, yeah, Cecilia, do you do you encounter that? I mean, because you're you're all out in the black community with hood, and you even called it hood conservatives. You're all out. What are you I know, girl. What, what? I know. I was bold. I was bold. I was bold. No. For real? <laughs> um, 
Absolutely, absolutely. When I, especially when, um, particularly earlier on, becoming a when I first became, I'm a, I identify as a conservative now, but I first became a Republican when I was 20, mm-hmm. and and I started, you know, going to Republican events, and I was just out there. I've always been an out there. I was quite. I stayed, quote unquote, in the closet for a minute <laughs> because mm-hmm. I was scared. <laughs> I was scared of what the reactions would be. And when I came out, oh, the reactions came. I, um, people, people were just, just so rude. I mean, people were just, people say all kinds of stuff to me. But it really bothers me when people that know me come when we talk, have political conversations, and they go, they come with that, you know, oh my God, you starting to sound white. And oh my God, mm-hmm. you there you go again, sound, talking white. There you go again, you know, talking that white. And I'm like. Excuse me, I'm from the same hood you're from, like <laughs> you know, like. That's right. But they try to discredit you. They try to discredit you just because right. you. I choose to identify as a Republican, but you are, and they will admit that you know more about politics than they do. Right. Like they, they'll even they'll give you nods like, "Dang, you must be smart." Like they will. People say that to me, like, "Oh, you a Republican? You must be smart." Really? <laughs> and then you turn around and call me Uncle Tom. I don't get this. I, I'm confused by this logic, sir. But I right. mean, that's what they. That's how. I mean, that's how they are. But I. And, and at some point, it did bother me because you know I was young. Well, I'm still young, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was just one one event in particular. I do this natural hair stuff here in Kansas City, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have natural hair events and blah 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 blah. And um, I was having an event, and I went to. A, a, a meeting, a community meeting to announce it, but I had my Romney shirt on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I had my Romney shirt on with my big afro and my red African earrings. I, oh, I, 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 okay. Everybody now, looked at me like I was a hot mess. I know. And like, <laughs> you said what? I said, I know they did. Oh, oh, they did, they did. And so I got up there and I was, and I said, you know, I really, um, you know, I'm, I believe black I believe in the natural hair. You know, I believe in us getting back to the natural hair and things like that because it's mainly because it's healthier. And I went to talk about an event that I was having, and I said, you know, said just that. And I said, I think we need to, you know, we need to start appreciating and loving ourselves the way that God made us. Mm-hmm. And this older, heavyset black lady stood up and said, Now I know you're not going to sit up there talking about loving yourself in a Romney shirt. Girl, you hate yourself more than anybody in this room. I said, I, I like, no, she didn't. Um, I'm not going to tell you my response. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to tell you my response. But I responded. (laughs) But, I mean, I remember, you know, things like that bothering me and hurt my feelings for just so long because it's just like, dang, why can't I just be black and a Republican? (laughs) Why can't I just... You know, be me. Why can't I? Why can't I research something and come to my own conclusion of what I think is best or what I think is anything? What I just think. Why can't I just do that and still mm-hmm. be black? And but right. I mean, no. But I come to the conclusion that no matter what people say, I'm gonna walk in this, walk out this door just as black as I walked in it. So <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't care what you're talking about. No matter how much you try to take it away. You can't take it away, so why get all riled up and stuff about it? Mm-hmm. Now, Christy, when you hear stuff like that, when you hear about the the insults and the expectations that 
you know, we were supposed to think a certain way or, you know, I mean, what comes to your mind? Y'all are hard on each other. Mm. I mean, really, it's like, it's like, I I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous (laughs) that that you can't think for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like, and, and, you know, you're some kind of like non-black person because you decide you want to be a conservative. And Mm I, I mean, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's one cool thing. I mean, (laughs) it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like, I don't look yeah. at another white person that's a Democrat. I may not agree with them, but I'm not going to look at them as they're less white right. <laughs> because they're a Democrat. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. You, you know? can't be one of us anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm what? sorry. You can't be a white person but anymore because, you know what, you're a Democrat. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's it's really ridiculous. I mean, I just, I yeah. I, I never knew, I mean, I, I knew before I got into politics and got involved, I mean, I knew somewhat that 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 black people yeah. tend to lean democratic. I knew that. Sure. But mm-hmm. I didn't know how much until I really mm-hmm. got involved mm-hmm. and I'm just like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, and then and then seeing the the backbiting and stuff like that and and honestly through through Adrian and what she's went through and things that mm-hmm. she's told me and I'm like, Are you gotta be kidding me? It's like that's just ridiculous. Oh, they say crazy stuff to you. They it treat, is. I mean, it's it, like they they say the craziest things to you. I was on, I was on a date with a guy, and he told me he had an Obama picture in his bedroom, oh and my. I started, <laughs> I started disagreeing with Obama and his policies and things like this, and I said, you know. Black people blindly followed Obama. That is a mm-hmm. comment that I will stand by for the rest yeah. of my life. I'm and, glad you said that because that's our next topic. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he he said to me, he looked at me dead in my eye and said, "You sound like you ashamed to be black." Where do you get that? <laughs> that's ridiculous. I don't understand how you come from how you jump from that comment to how do you how do you gather that from that comment. That comment mm-hmm. said nothing about I'm ashamed of being black. Oh, these I don't even want to be black no more because for I ain't never say that I That's never say right. anything like that. But but, but you know, what I do what what I have yeah, found too even uh on in some instances and this kind of like what kind of uh taken me aback too is that I have seen instances where there are white people that think that I'm ashamed of being black because I'm conservative. And I love being black. I mean, I'm I'm totally, I'm great with who I am. I love who I am. And just because I can think for myself and I don't, you know, I don't see these racial, I don't see everything through race, it doesn't mean that I don't want to be black or that I think that one race is greater than the other. I just want to be myself. I just want to have the ability to say I'm Mary Baker and this is what I believe because what I have drawn a conclusion to. I don't mm-hmm. want to not be black, and I don't want to be, I don't consider myself white, and I don't kind of like, uh, I don't live in denial that racism ever existed. I'm I'm the same person. I just can make my own decisions. And it seems mm-hmm. like sometimes it's on both sides that, you know, we are some, some strange creatures because we're black and conservative on either right. side. And you know, and then you have situations where you have people like uh, Condoleezza Rice or Michael Steele, who had Oreo cookies thrown out when he was, you know, speaking at times, and 
you know, all kinds they threw, of they threw, Hold on, they threw Oreos at over, they threw Oreos at him? Yeah, yeah, they threw Oreos up, uh, oh, threw, threw Oreo cookies up, and you got me a hand. I might have had to open up a can. I might have had to open up a can for that. Don't be throwing that at me. I'm just letting you know, okay? <laughs> that is a good way. That is a surefire way to get a can open by me. That's I can't. <laughs> I, I said me a hand. That's a soccer player. I meant me a love. And you've got all that. But I want to, I was going to hold off until I played this clip, but I, I, because you um, mentioned something, Cecilia, it's a, it's a natural segue. You commented on the fact that you said to that young man that he voted for Obama because he was black. So this, the question that my friend had posed to me really wasn't about the treatment of, of conservatives. She was saying, why are black Democrats stereotyped? And so I'm going to have to ask you guys, are we just mm-hmm. as guilty um, do we assume that people voted for Obama because he's black? Do we assume that they are followers or sheeple? Come on. Can I, I answer this? I, Can I go first? Before you do, ladies, do you have time to hang out a little longer than we had planned? Because yeah. I'd like Okay, good. Ever both of you do? You're good? Uh-huh. Okay, good. Go ahead. Okay. Um, it's far as you said you said uh as far as us as far as them being voting for Obama because he was black because he is black yeah, exactly. they will tell you <laughs> it's not a secret <laughs> i mean it's not like they they hit this in a book or anything like they they will tell you i voted for him because he was black <laughs> So it's not like I'm wrong for assuming that you voted for Obama because he's black. Because mm-hmm. no matter how many answers you give me of why you voted for him because he's black, vo- voted for him, one of those answers is going to be because he was black <laughs> whenever <laughs> you get done. So they did. Right. I mean, it's, it's not like it's a secret, story. so it's not. But you said what? That's your, okay, so that's your, that's your story. Now, my friend would beg to differ. She says that she looks at the issue. She voted both sides of the aisle. She thinks that most – she was surprised when I said 90 to 95% of blacks vote Democrat at the time. Mm-hmm. You know. Maybe she's the one exception. Maybe she I – mean, I do believe that there are some – listen, I do believe that there, there are uh, people, black Democrats, black Democrats, whatever, that really – Un- know what the philosophy is and know the platform of the Democratic Party, and they just really agree with it. There are people that just really, mm-hmm. they don't, they really will tell, look you in your face. Yep, I don't care about babies being aborted. They will, and they believe, and that's right, just what they right. believe. So, wow. that, so, that, so she could be one of those people. But well, let's just point. be honest again, the vast majority of them are not those people. Because the vast majority, and they will tell you, and they will again tell you that they'll tell you that you know why you know why you're a Democrat. Oh, you know I really don't know. I really don't know the difference between a Democrat and Republican. I mean, they will tell. I've heard this over at the course of eight years, and the vast majority of the answers have been I do not know or I don't know the difference. Like so, it's not like these things are secrets. I mean, they'll tell you this. So I'm not wrong for assuming for for you know assuming that. It's a pretty it's a pretty strong stereotype. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. I mean yeah. it's like when ninety five percent when ninety five percent voted for Obama, I mean that's a pretty strong stereotype. I don't know I mean, that's just a small handful right. of those that did not. So, and so you're well, saying so, so you're saying what Cecilia's saying and that is that there's reason to make that assumption. Yes, and Mary exactly. and Mary you, mm-hmm. Mary, you're saying the same? Right, because in the first one, it, it was like 98% of blacks voted for right. Obama. That's right. And so 
Like, there's only 2% of us. <laughs> so, so of course and we got so. nothing. We're the only group that got nothing. <laughs> We're the only group that got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it's, it's, we have to make that 98%, almost every black person. So we're just so minuscule in that, in, in that fraction of people that, you know, every, they would assume that all of us voted for right. Obama, but right. just like someone mm-hmm. was saying earlier, I weighed the issues too, and for me, if if it disagrees with biblical principles, and I was looking at the um, the Democratic platform from the from always in the 1800s to present, and only until 1992 did they take a new direction and was more kind of like uh, anti-Christian and more tolerant and Let's, we can't have religious freedom if we're going to have tolerance because those two are going to bump heads. But like someone said earlier, but people aren't thinking about that. It's what they've been right. taught to do here in, in Houston. We have a black person in what part of the city who was actually who ever actually went to jail, and the the um, the precinct that he represents is predominantly black, and they reelected him only because he's black. Right. Well, you know, but but let's let's deal with this too. Adrian, I mean, Adrian, yes. Adrian, can I can I take a moment and give a shout out? Yeah, go ahead. My homegirl Amina is listening. Uh, she she's <laughs> listening. And she she inboxed me. It was like, um, I, I remember, I remember. She was there when it happened. When the lady yelled at me, <laughs> and she <laughs> and she uh texted. She remember she remembered it and that it hurt her feelings. <laughs> she's <laughs> so hey girl, keep listening, girl. Hello, thank you for tuning in. Now, now, listen. Now, we ha- we happen to have um, Obama on the ticket in two thousand eight, two thousand twelve. But let's not assume that you know it's just about race because it's it's a par- it has been or unless we're just stereotyping, it's been a party issue, not just a race issue. And I know mm-hmm. for me, I was I was apolitical, but I do know that my mindset was if you're black. When I was growing, you know, when I was young, if you're black, you're supposed to be Democrat because the Republicans right. only care about, you know, white people and they're racist. Right. I, yeah, it's it's yeah. a combination of both. I think it is a. Mm-hmm. I, I do think it is a combination of Obama being a black Democrat, but mm-hmm. I but the black part is what really because it was just that we have to have we we our first black president like it was that historical part of the mm-hmm. aspect to it as well. So I think that's why. And I understand it because I almost voted for him because of that. Like, I was like, dang. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, it's the first black president, Cecilia. <laughs> Come on now. I was like, right, right. I was like Ooh. Yeah. Well, I'm going to yeah, play. My, and, and I, yeah, I'm going to play my experience. Um, Back in 2010, I went on this uh, New York City uh, local television show called Sister Talk and they got me there um, to talk about my support of Governor Sarah Palin and then boom. And so I just, I pieced together a few of these clips. And so I want to play this and take a little bit of time here and then I want to get your feedback. All right, ladies. So, so here we go. MotivationTruth.com. Yes. What's that all about? And that is my website, which I started in 2008, shortly after the election. And it originally began with the, with the desire to, to speak the truth about issues, particularly in the beginning, issues that pertain to to black people. And um, my view about how we seem to be um, stuck in a system that is the antithesis of what many of us believe Mm -hmm. and really isn't serving us well. 
and that was where it originally started. And I wanted to see truth out there, particularly after following the 2008 election, where I feel like there was a lot of um, cutthroat antics going on. And I wanted the 2008 to, election. The 2008 that? election. Cutthroat. Yes, particularly concerning, concerning um, Governor Palin in, in particular, mm -hmm. just the media's assault on that. And so I wanted to speak the truth, and that is my only interest. What's true, not who, but what. And principles are very important to me. I just want to say one thing, and I'm gonna, it's going to be a quote okay. from Martin Luther King. Right. Do we all know who that is? Yes, yeah. he's a Republican. Mm -hmm. And uh, that wasn't that wasn't, that wasn't I'm a from Massachusetts, mm -hmm. and so wasn't. Yeah, yeah a lot no, of it was raised by And before, the, when they first were able to vote, which they had to fight, and were murdered and burnt, I'm sorry, up and, and all that, and killed, they had to register as Republicans. That was the only way they were allowed to vote. But I just don't like to mess people's quotes up because, but all I have to say is nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. And that's Martin Luther King Jr. And that's all I have to say about Sarah Palin and her followers. I think as a black woman, mm -hmm. I don't know where your lineage was split. I don't understand how you can even consider yourself a black woman and, and support mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that such up. a farce. Yeah. I'm glad you, I, I, I'm I'm glad you brought joke. that up. Okay. And I'm okay. glad you didn't hold back. back. Okay, go ahead. I'm glad you didn't hold back because um, that, that's the thing we always come back to. I'm an American. Mm -hmm. I'm a black American mm -hmm. and proud of it. Mm -hmm. And um, but. To, we, we, we always want to be the black police, mm -hmm. and we always want to determine who's black enough. And if you're not black and you don't subscribe to, if you're black and you don't subscribe to our way of thinking, then how can you call yourself a black woman? And, to, and, and I say to that, mm -hmm. so much of what black people stand for, most black people are social conservatives. Mm -hmm. Most black people are people of faith. Mm -hmm. And I look at the Democratic Party, which desires to remove God from every aspect of our public life, which, I mean, abortion is killing off our people. We have the largest percent of a percentages of abortion in this nation. Planned Parenthood was started by a woman who wanted to eradicate the black race, and yet we, we continue continue to support people who are the antithesis of what matters to us. To me, Sarah Palin, Governor Palin, is more of a lover of black people and her stand for life and her stand for limited government and her stand for trying to get the economy moving than some black people who have no concept that the Democratic Party has not helped us get anywhere. It has made us victims to a system that has not empowered us but has caused us to depend on them. Government is not our source. God is our source. You're not an Obama supporter I am not an Obama. I, I, he is my president. Right. He is President Obama. He Do is my president. I, I respect the fact that he's up. I respect the office. Right. I don't agree with his policies. Mm -hmm. I don't think um, that, that we're going in the direction we need to go. But as far as um, questioning who I am as a person, I, I think that people who do that, they don't believe that black people think for themselves because I'm supposed to go along with everyone else. I can't possibly have an individual thought and do what I believe is right. I'm going to stand up for what I believe is right. Well, let me ask you. And, doing now. and it's not just Republicans. The vast majority of Americans are not in agreement with President Obama's policies. 
They're not. And if they if were, she has a point there, she has a point there, She has a point there, Sean. That they no, wanted him true. to do. That's they would still fall for the case. It came out in the show. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay, let it go.
No matter what, we are. That, that's just something that we just are. Because Democrats are for the black people, they're for the poor people. So we are all wow. Democrats, okay? So for 20 whole years, girl, 20 years went by, and I've been believing this, okay? 20 right. years go by. So uh, at the ripe old age of 20 and a half, I read an article by a black man talking about uh, why he's a black Republican. I'm like, what? It's black Republicans? <laughs> what? <laughs> So uh, no, honestly, that's how I felt. Seriously, <laughs> so I, that's how that's really what I, what I felt. And but he, when he started explaining why, you know, I never had. I remember thinking I've never heard anybody explain why I'm a Democrat. Right. Nobody ever told me why, besides right. because I'm black and poor. Mm-hmm. And but here he had he gave like ten, fifteen reasons of why he was a Republican. And I went and I looked at the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. I mean, granted, it was on Wikipedia, but I looked at <laughs> both parties, and I was like, I ain't no Democrat. <laughs> you know, exactly. so I came to, after being 20 years of being told or indoctrinated, as many would say, that I was into this belief, the belief system that I, just because I was black, I was tied to this political philosophy. And when I was 20, I read something that sparked my interest and told me that, no, I didn't have to be that way. I could explore this political philosophy and decide for myself which one I wanted to side with. And I decided to side with the Republican. I just so happened to decide with the, with the Republicans. But I'm the brainwash. But you sitting over there with your bad weave and six to five years of being told that you are. See, I would have went there. I would have went there on her. Um, and six to five years of being told that you are that you are a Democrat. You are a Democrat only because you are black and because you're poor. And I'm the one that's brainwashed. I'm sorry. I just don't get it. I and, and get it. But I, you should have called her out on that weave because it, it was just bad. And do you know who that is? By, by the way, do you know who that is? And that blue eyeshadow. We don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> well, let me tell you who that is in case you don't. In case you don't know, that is you guys have watched um, Family Family Matters. She's an actress. Family Matters. Remember um, Myra yeah. on Family Matters? That's her mother. Who? Remember Myra that loved Steve Urkel on Family Matters? Uh-huh. The actress, she passed away a few years ago. Um, right. Yeah, because of her cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's her mom. Her name is Pam. Oh, 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 you little hateful thing. Your daughter was an actress and you still can't afford a better weave? I can't get oh, it. I don't understand. Now, 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 we're not going to get, we don't want to get personal. We got enough to deal with. <laughs> we're not going to get personal. I'm sorry. This is bad. Let's leave that right there. Uh, Riley, she was, you know, an avid Democrat. You know, she's now come over to standing the difference of the platform. But last night we were talking about it, and she said, you know, before people would just tell her, you know, you're wrong from being a Democrat, but no one would tell her why she's wrong. And then so someone presented to her, like I think um, Cecilia was saying earlier, that uh, these are the two parties. Think about your values. Think about your your uh, your biblical principles, and you're going to have to give an account for this, you know, for for your support, you know. And she had to look at that. She had to weigh the difference of what these people believe and what she believes, 
and understand that she didn't have to support that, and she and she came to she she walked away from that, and now mm-hmm. she represents and she uh, speaks uh, on behalf of conservative politicians, and she said that's who she was all her life, only until maybe a few months ago, mm-hmm. and so we have to come to the place where we can stop kind of like pointing fingers at each other just because of our political affiliation and understand that it's not a party system anymore. It's an ideology now. And Mm -hmm. and things change. Things change when uh, homosexuality and abortion became a way of life in America and one party had to either embrace it or, you know, turn away from it. And that's what we have. We have one party embracing these um, just immoral policy, and we have one party saying, no, we have to stand for those traditional values, but people don't understand. It. They just see it as two party systems, and it's way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you know, one of the things, as I, as I wrap this up, ladies, as I, I can just go on and on, but as we, as we wrap up this segment, one of the things that I really desire is that we would understand that we are thinking rational people of principles and values. And yes. it, is, it, yeah, it is a form of discrimination or even I would say self-hatred, even though they try to accuse black Republicans or conservatives of being, uh, of hating themselves. I've, I've been told that I uh, have self-hatred, but um, it, it's sad when you believe that you have to stay in a certain box because yes. you are not, yeah, you're not capable of making a decision based on issues. It has to be based on race, and it has to be about victimhood, and uh, and that's yes. the sad thing, you know. It's it a is. very very it sad is. thing. Mm-hmm. But but I thank you that there's that there's good news because people are sharing. You are Cecilia going into the community, and and you, <clears throat> excuse me, Mary are educating. Uh, your children, or you have one one still yeah. at home, and and Christy, you are so very much engaged. And then I, you know what? I went to like like I said to K. Carl Smith, and he talked about how to engage people in this. And he even, as you said, Mary talking about values. He went to his mother, and he said he said to his mom, "Mom, when you go in the voting booth, are you voting according to what you believe as a Christian?" For example, I mean, right. I'm not even I'm not even getting into the economic issues and stuff, but right. just dealing with the social issues, are you going into the book? Because God can see the voting booth. He can see what yeah. lever you're putting. And so yeah. he said that was all it he said that was all it took for his mother when he said, But God, but where you stand on God. And um but anyway, yeah, so I had a whole lot more to talk about, but we we have to end this here. I thank you guys or gals I should say for staying even longer than I had told you. This That's is okay. we've got to we gotta do this again because this is the kind of real talk we need, you know. Yes, yes. You know, next time so we should invite some Democrats. <laughs> I know, no, that's, that's true. And I had a show recently where actually the same friend she came on and we, we were talking about we were talking more politics. We weren't talking race, but um, definitely we need some some Democrats and it, it would be be really interesting because we need that dialogue. We really, really mm-hmm. do because you know yes. what we're yes. we're more alike. We're more alike than we're different if we're willing to admit it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. on, uh, on so many issues. So, um, ladies, I appreciate that you, you call, that you, that you called in, that you're guest, and, and I want to have you back for sure. Christy, you're hanging out here with me, and uh, the rest of you, thank you for being with us. Hang with us here on The Right Voice. All right, ladies, we'll catch you next time.
Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have fun. Bye-bye. 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 Bye, guys. All right. Christy, that was that was a blast. That was fun. I, I la- Girl, I was laughing like crazy. Mm-hmm. That's Cecilia. Yes. She a mess. I love it. I, she is. She's, you know what? Fun and yet She's breaking a it down. Sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. Break it down. Mary is a Great sweetheart. Lady. Also, both of them. Yeah. Both of them are just sweet ladies. I, 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 I admire. I admire their tenacity and their courage to go against the grain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm going to play just a little bit of this song. And then I am going to come right back. I want to remind you that the call-in number is 646-200-3715. 646-200-3715. And after that, I know there has to be somebody who wants to call in after that. But we will be back. I'm just going to play uh, a little bit of a little bit of a little bit. All right? And uh, we'll be right back. Has a whole list 
of um, all the broadcasts. But <clears throat> we are going to hang in here just for a little while. I, I had some other issues of race, but we're going to lay those aside because that, that, that suffice. I wanted to delve into a little bit of <clears throat> politics. And we do know in this presidential race that, that Jeb Bush got out of the race after South Carolina. Um, and uh, Ben Carson and Kasich have decided that they're that they're not getting out. Christy Rubio, I don't know what's going on today. Tonight is the Nevada caucuses, and we will find out how that pans out. I put on Facebook earlier asking who would be the top three, and a lot of people are saying everybody. I think said Trump first. Some say Rubio next, and and then Cruz, and then, or Cruz first and Rubio, whatever. Rubio, Christy has stacked up the endorsements. I mean, stacked up particularly. Yeah. Yeah, particularly he got even more this past uh, few days after Jeb Bush got out. Those some people turned went over to him, and yet, you know, um, Cruz, as Trump points out, hasn't even gotten one from a fellow senator. What do you think is the reason Rubio is stacking up on these endorsements, and and why do you think, if, if you have an opinion at all on it? Why Cruz, his own, you know, fellow senators haven't endorsed him? Well, you know, that's a great question, and I don't, I don't know that I have an answer for it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 from what I've gathered, from what other, but of course, this is other candidates that have said it. There, that, uh, that Cruz isn't liked by, mm-hmm. you know, his fellow senators and right. colleagues. So um, maybe maybe he's not. I mean, it, it is kind of uh, kind of odd that nobody's endorsing him. Um, so that brings the question, one. though. That brings the question, though, of why they don't like him. I know, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, wonder okay. why. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing I can I, well, no, I really don't. I really don't mm-hmm. know why that they they don't like him. I mean, they they maybe know some things, you know. Uh, maybe he's hard to, maybe he's hard to work with or something. As far maybe, as maybe yeah. he, he is so he's so you know maybe he doesn't, uh, which maybe isn't always a bad thing. Maybe yeah. he's uh, a little too too stuck in. He's not he's not, for lack of a better word, he's probably not compromising. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he doesn't. Maybe. He's not liked because. He stands on principles, and a lot of these people don't want to. That's one yeah. aspect of it, you know. Um, and then maybe he is too rigid, as you said, and he's not compromised yeah, at all. That's it, rigid. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe he is. I don't know, but but I do tend to think that a lot of times it depends. I, I have to look at these endorsements, and I go, mm. the ones who endorse them kind of say something about it. You know, some of these people are not going to endorse Ted Cruz because they call him. They call him a wacko bird because he went to D.C. and did what he said he was going to do. You know, now, now mm-hmm. yeah, like you, you let Trump, you let Trump tell the story, of course, and and Trump will say, but you got to make deals. He's got to be able to compromise, and and he doesn't think that he calls Ted Cruz nasty. Um, but of course, you know, he's running against him, so I, I don't. I, right. Yeah. But now, now Rubio, of course, he stacks up on these endorsements, and everybody seems to think he's so uh, electable, you know. And uh-huh. uh, so that's another interesting, interesting thing. So, in any case, I, I'm going to ask 
you this question as we, because we are, we're going to have to, we're going to wind down. We're not going to hang out too long, you know, over time. But I want to ask you a question about uh, what is, what does presidential mean? Some people say, is Donald Trump the front runner presidential? And it's looking like he might be that nominee. What does it mean to be presidential to you? In general, I think in general, as somebody that demands respect, um, or it's not de- maybe not demands respect, but you want to Command. respect them. Yeah, they command, command. respect. Command, yeah. but not demands. Mm-hmm. Thank you, English teacher. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, somebody that commands respect, mm-hmm. um, and has a way. I mean, can in my mind can still. Be stern and tough. Yeah. But does it? But but it does it in a way that's that you know? I, okay, the first person that comes to my mind is my pastor. Mm-hmm. I think of my pastor, Pastor Gary. I look at him and I'm like, he's such a man's man. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like whenever he's around, I know I'm protected. He's got my back. You know, he's got my back spiritually. He's got my back physically. I mean, I know he's got my back. And he's and but and he and he is a leader. He is a true leader, and he commands respect. And it's easy to respect him. So that to me, I look at Pastor Gary as if he was running for president, he would be presidential. Hmm. Does yeah. Does Donald Trump fit that description in your mind of what it is to be presidential? Because people have been <laughs> asking him lately. People have been asking him lately if he has the temperament to be the president. I mean, is he is he presidential? Do you does he fit your description, Donald Trump? If I was to compare him to to no, he doesn't, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean I'm just I mean there's just no way way to I mean, here he is probably he is going to be the nominee. It's looking that way. I mean something could totally change. I mean that's it's not set in stone or anything. But um if he is, I mean I, I I'm like going I, I just I he to me doesn't command respect because mm-hmm. I mean and it's not because of his ideas or his uh or well what he tells us his ideas are in present day <laughs> um and what he stands for. It's not that. It's not even it's not even his toughness on Im- immigration or or you know, Second Amendment or whatever. It's not even in those situations. It's his lack of maturity. And honestly, it's the lack of maturity in, in most of the candidates. And I, 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 that is the part that I'm just like going, are you kidding me? Mm. And I can't imagine, and I couldn't imagine, like if, you, like if your pastor was running against my pastor for something, could you imagine the two of them? Because I mean, because I think Pastor Zach, and, and, and he, he commands respect, you know? Okay. Yeah. And I can't, right. yeah. Your pastor, but but, we, but I mean, they're not, they're they're not, but they're. But you, you get what I'm saying, though. I mean, it's like if it, I couldn't imagine them behaving in the way in what we're seeing. I mean, because yeah, I don't know. I'm just having a hard time respecting what we have. <laughs> anyway, but that's well, I, okay. <laughs> I, I I hear I hear what you're saying. There's and and Donald Trump says that he will. As he gets close, and he is, temp, you know, he has kind of calmed down a little bit. Of course, today he said he wanted to punch somebody in the face. But um, 
you know, he has kind of seems like he's tempered things a little bit. But I, I, I do think that there's, there are some personal things going on. Um, obviously, with Cruz having to ask for the resignation of his director of communications, because once again, there's, a, there's an issue in which they tried to, I'm not going to get into the whole thing here, but they tried to call, they called into question something that Rubio said. They said he said that there were no answers in that book, meaning the Bible, when in fact he was saying that all the answers are in there. And so he tweets this thing out, and it's a big mess. And that's not the first big mess. And it makes Cruz, because I think that, I do think that Cruz has integrity. And he's not, he's always dealt, I felt, with the issues when he has called out, he's been calling out records. He's not made it personal. Um, But when you do something like that, there's only so much of that people can take before they start to say, okay, the buck stops with you. Maybe you right. didn't call. Maybe somebody in your camp did, but the buck ultimately stops with you, and then and then people start to wonder if you're the person of integrity that you say you are, and um, right. and that's hard. that's a hard thing, you know, to deal it with. Is. So, it mm-hmm. is why you have to really watch who you hire into your circle whenever you're yeah. you're running a campaign. Um, and, I mean, I've yeah. seen I've seen some of this. I've seen this kind of thing. You you know, you have a you have a candidate that's like a good strong. Christian and and whatever, and then you have people that work for them that pull the the typical politics as usual, going for personal tax and and junk like that, and then then the candidate usually sometimes they don't even know about it, right. you know, but it and falls because on the them. because mm-hmm. the the um uh, advisor what do they call them the political not advisor um anyway well, the one that, the one right. it, huh. Yeah, whatever, whoever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whoever, your political advisors, because they think it's a good idea to run an ad or a pamphlet or a mailer that's that's attacking the other candidate personally, you -hmm. know, that's not even on the issues. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I've seen it happen. I know it Mm -hmm. can happen. Right, Um, right. Sure. So I and I had have heard, to be extremely careful who you hire. <laughs> and I, right. And and you know what? And then when you are hired, because I heard that is, I heard that this is a person of, you know, with a good reputation or whatever. But Rick Rick Tyler. But, um, you know, you have to be wise. You jump to to um try to attack someone, and then and it blows up. You know. And so you uh-huh. have to. Be, it's better to get it right than to get it quick. You know. So right. All right. If I were if I were a candidate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care if it took up a lot of my time. I would want to know everything that was going out before it went out. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, I just thought, I don't see why that would be a hard thing to do. Hey, look, this is the flyer we're wanting to sit out. What do you say? Hey, no. Well, maybe and, and no, you know, but I still, still, I still personally, I would like to do that. Well, that's the thing with social. That's the thing with social media that makes it very, very dangerous. So you bring out, you bring up a very good point, you know, a very good point. And, and I don't know that you, I don't know that it, it, you can, you know, you're on the road, you're going here, you're going there, you can't. Yes, it's true. I'm sure it'd be difficult. I'm not saying definitely not saying that. <laughs> and I would want to hire someone who, and it would be hard for me. Just think about me and how how completely type A I am about grammar, for example. I would want oh, to yeah. see it just because I need to spell check it. I mean, forget the other stuff. I just want to spell check it. Which so I would have to <laughs> learn to trust and to release that because that was like, ah. all right, Christy. Well, um, we're going to. I'm going to leave a whole lot on the table 
uh, for during, you know, excuse the pun there since this is table talk, but I'm going to leave a whole lot on the table because we're already 11 minutes into overtime, but I don't want to end before we do our wacky and happy news. So I'm going to toss it back to you, Christy. Do you have any wacky or happy news to share with us on the right way? I have. It's, it's, uh, you know, I tend to pick these wacky and happy news. I mean, it's kind of together. Sure. But, yeah, there's this doggy. I love animal stories. You know that. Mm -hmm. And she's a mama dog, and she had, had puppies and everything. And she adopted orphaned baby possums. Huh. And this owner of this dog found these baby possums. The the mama possum got killed, got attacked by an animal and got killed. And so she brought the little baby possums in and stuff. And then the, her, her mama dog, like, started nursing these baby possums, which that's crazy in and of itself, right? But this yeah. is a funny thing. A possum, will, their babies will ride on their back. And they, you know, she'll transport her babies. The, the mama possum will transport her babies by riding on the back. They, mm-hmm. This this dog is letting these baby possums ride on her back whenever the owner takes the dog for a walk. So this owner is taking her dog for a walk, and there's like four baby possums on the back of her dog. Oh, my Isn't goodness. that and it, I, yeah, I love that wacky. story. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's the wacky part of it. But just the, the, the happy part of it is just that this, these little baby possums are being taken care of. And, and because, mm-hmm. because nature's maternal instinct took over. And, and, this, and this dog is like, well, these babies need to be taken care of. So I guess I'll do it, you know. That's and I deep. just, I don't know. I just thought that was a, that is deep. That's pretty it? cool. You think about yeah. it. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I pretty cool. It was so cool, and I love the fact that they ride on her back. I just thought that was adorable. But it was, it was actually someplace in Brazil. Well, that's neat. That this happened. Well, yeah. I call, I call it wacky, but I see the happy in it as well. Yeah. Well, I, it's I, a have, baby. I have a, some, it's not really wacky, but it, it is sort of wacky. I'm a former coach, I, you know, as you know, coach basketball for years, girls varsity basketball. Well, I heard on the news about, uh, Gilmore Academy in Ohio, coaches Bob Butel, his girls' basketball team beat another team. The score was 108 to 1. No way. 108 to 1. And I say that's wacky only because you don't beat people by yeah, isn't there like some kind of a rule about that? Well, like unspoken? a like an unspoken an unspoken rule. There's an unspoken rule that you don't you know run up the score. I got in, in trouble once, even though I had tried to keep the score down, and we had won by I don't know it was like seventy something to fifteen, and I had you know I had done what we could do so that we didn't run up the score, but I still got reamed out by the just that bad. Right, and he knew that. I mean, I knew the other coach and all that. But anyway, 108 to 1, and he said that they did everything to not to not run the score up. And I'm trying to figure out how did you do everything when you have 108? I would have told my girls they can't even shoot anymore. I mean, yeah, you just, just go down past the ball and throw it on the backboard or something. That's because that's just humiliating. But in any oh case, that kind of that's very, very wacky. Um, and I'm not one. Every every time something like that comes up, you get somebody who says, "Oh, we're teaching kids to underperform," and I'm thinking, "No, you can teach no, them to perform, and you can, 
Right. This is a little bit over. This is a little bit over the top there. Anyway, yeah. Elton, Ohio. So anyway, wow. um, Christy, Christy, thank you yes. for um, joining me again for Political Potpourri Table Talk, which we do every last Tuesday of the month. You are my guest co-host, and I so appreciate having you on. Absolutely. I enjoy it. I really do. Well, until next time, my friend, I also want to throw that thank you out there again to Cecilia Johnson, Cecilia S. Johnson, and also to Mary Baker. They contributed so much to our conversation and to our time, right? Very interesting. Very fun. Mm -hmm. Yes. And thank you all for tuning in to The Right Voice. Uh, We will catch you again next time. I want to remind you that we're on social media. It's The Right Voice Radio. It's on Twitter, at The Right Voice One. Please share uh, this with your friends and let them know that we're on the air. Share the link, tweet it, Instagram it, Facebook it, all that that good stuff. All right? We're going to catch you next time. God bless you. Have a good night, Christy. You too, Adrian. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.